Welcome to the Healthy Living Podcast. The Healthy Living Podcast gives you actionable tips and tools for self-empowerment so you can create the life you love with your host, Anna Block, integrative nutrition practitioner, coach, and the founder of Anna Block International. If you were around in the 80s, you're probably familiar with the food pyramid a nutritional visual model that was plastered all over your Frosty Flakes and other carb-heavy packaged goods. But with the country's rising obesity epidemic, it's time to reflect, is this nutritional model the healthiest choice for Australians? And if not, what is? That's what we'll be covering in today's episode of the Healthy Living Podcast with my own recommendations to the current food pyramid and where it currently falls short in optimizing your metabolic health and weight management. And if you need extra resources or would prefer to read about this instead, then head on over to anablock.com.au forward slash blog or join my brand new empowered women's self-health revolution and you can get your hands on my brand new metabolic tracker which gives you the invisible signs and symptoms of why you can't lose weight so let's get started a little less than 70 percent of australian adults are currently overweight with a third of us qualifying as obese So we're seeing an epidemic of diabetes, which is now the leading chronic disease in Australia. And it's costing us just shy of $15 billion. And that was back in 2010. Yet when we look for guidance to inform us on making healthy food choices, we're presented with the government's food pyramid model, which is a visual representation of the proportions of the five food groups they recommend that we we eat each day. So the original healthy eating pyramid was released by the Australian Nutrition Foundation in back in 1982 and basically recommended a carb heavy approach to the overall daily eating approach of what we could follow. And that pyramid placed things like breads and cereals, legumes, veggies and fruit in that eat most layer at the bottom of the pyramid. The second layer, eat moderately, included things like lean meats, eggs, fish, chicken without the skin, nuts, milk, yogurt, cheese, and all of those recommendations was to adhere to the reduced fat or the low fat options. And the smaller eat in small quantities layer, so right at the top of the pyramid, included things like butter, margarine, oils, and reduced fat spreads, with sugar having its own section right at the top. So this pyramid was an attempt to provide guidelines for what to eat daily and introduce the concept of a balanced meal. Yet the issue with it was it was far too simplified and misconstrued by fair dinkum Aussies. So the former pyramid recommended to eat mostly grains as well as fruit and veggies daily, which considering the majority of our population is now insulin resistant or overweight and or pre-diabetic or has type 2 diabetes, these sorts of guidelines advocating a high carbohydrate, low fat diet 
could be actually making the situation worse. So then fast forward to 2013, and there was a lot of research conducted into the cause of diabetes and obesity in this country that uh, led the Australian Nutrition Foundation to begin to revise and update the prior guidelines for their recommended nutrition. So they saw where the health of Australians was basically going with their current recommendations of eating, you know, up to 10 servings of carbohydrates and grains a day and saw that it wasn't working uh, for the majority of Australians and decided to update the new guidelines that we have to date. So now we have something called the healthy eating pyramid. So let's go through this new pyramid and my own recommendations so that you can make more informed choices for things like managing your weight, your metabolic health, and, and overall optimizing your health and well-being. So let's start with the first layer, and that's the bottom predominant layer, which is showcasing a three food groups. So instead of the grains and the starches that it formerly advocated, now it includes things like vegetables, legumes, and fruit. So this layer highlights the highly highest daily allowance of things like fruits and veggies and legumes, which covers a wide variety of different ingredients and products that have been basically lumped into the same category. And the issue with this is that they are wildly differing in their actual nutritional content. So what I mean by that is they've got different uh, nutrient profiles, different amounts of sugar in them, different amounts of fiber. And this creates a situation that is easily misconstrued where every option is presented as equally healthy. So for example, eating bananas are, are equally healthy to eating avocados, for example. This doesn't take into consideration the, the sugar and the fiber and nutrient content of each of those options and how that individual actually metabolizes that particular food option based on where their hormones, their weight and other health biomarkers are at. Furthermore, the recommendations of two servings of any type of fruit is also very broad uh, that classifies all fruit as equally healthy and doesn't really encompass an individual's metabolic needs. So my recommendations for this layer of the healthy eating pyramid would be to separate the vegetables from the fruit and the legumes and exclusively have vegetables as the foundational layer of the pyramid. So most of your daily intake are coming from vegetables. Furthermore, this could be classified into starchy and non-starchy vegetables and could include some fermented options not currently part of the Australian lexicon that really highlights the latest advances and in research into the gut and the importance of gut health um, with how me metabolism works. The two servings of fruit a day for people with metabolic issues or fatty liver or insulin resistance or other metabolic diseases should definitely be on an individualized um, approach, depending on what their current and individual situation is. So that brings us to layer two, grains. 
So this next layer recommends a diet in things like grains, breads, oats, and even crackers. So unfortunately, this still doesn't hit the mark with the latest nutritional studies and research into optimal metabolic health to reverse and avoid things like obesity, diabetes, and other chronic diseases, which most Australians are now burdened with. So the reason for this is twofold. Number one is a diet that is built on excessive grains, especially ones from conventional monocrops that have been sprayed with antibacterials, so glyphosate, that essentially makes them grow faster and bigger and be more bug and drought resistant to uh, further profits, is causing an increase in the rise of celiac disease that we're seeing, um, of bloating, so gastrointestinal issues, um, things like skin rashes, diarrhea, nausea, um, and also the rising rate of depression, which we now know is linked to the gut-brain connection. And number two, metabolic disorders. So things like insulin resistance, obesity, and type two diabetes. So my recommendation in this layer of the healthy eating pyramid is to eat certain grains for um, certain individuals that are metabolically healthy and active, but eat them sparingly. So what could be a, an idea in this layer of the pyramid is highlighting that grains and breads and oats from non-GMO or hybridized sources will have lower gluten, so the protein that can irritate our gut, and therefore could be a lot more favorable in producing less symptoms. So perhaps maybe as a further recommendation, moving the grains layer to more of the eat sparingly section at the top of the pyramid. So this brings us to the third layer, which is dairy and protein. So this next layer up in the healthy eating pyramid um, includes things like proteins, so lean meats, fish, poultry, dried beans, and nuts. And the recommendations are that these products will provide us with calcium and protein. And this may somewhat be true, but yet again, not all options are equal and there is no mention of the actual source of the options. So this assumes that a piece of grass-fed beef will be nutritionally equivalent to a conventional uh, feedlot hormone-filled version. So we know from research that they have different nutrient, antioxidant, and fatty acid profiles. So they're going to be absorbed differently um, and metabolized differently in your body and have then varying effects on an individual's metabolic health, hormones, and inflammatory markers. So the myth that dairy is the greatest source of calcium is also presented in this layer of the healthy eating pyramid with things like butter, milk, yogurt, cheese, sour cream, and even ice cream making up the dairy group. So this is simply incorrect. So we know that green leafy veggies contain a lot more calcium. Um, and in addition, they also have beneficial nutrients and fiber. So the recommendations also refer to choosing reduced fat options of these products um, or limiting um, these products to avoid excess kilojoules from saturated fat. So the, the idea or the concept here around this recommendation doesn't actually reflect the latest science that retires the myth that saturated fat is harmful to health. 
So my recommendations for this layer of the pyramid is to make a much clearer distinction between the source of where the protein is coming from and the associated agricultural practice in supporting our health as well as supporting our environment so that we as Australians can make a more informed choice. Also uh, highlighting and maybe updating the pyramid around the latest nutritional science in these food groups. So this brings us to the fourth layer, healthy fats. So this is at the top of the healthy eating pyramid, and this is the consume sparingly layer, which includes healthy fats, which is an update to the old pyramid recommendation that also included salt and sugar. So what we know now from the latest nutritional science paints a very different conflicting view of the type and the proportion of healthy fats to be including as part of our optimal health, especially when it comes to weight management. So my recommendations in this layer is to update the um, quantity of the fats being consumed um, and maybe move the eat sparingly layer down into eat moderately and include varying degrees of the latest findings in what sorts of fats we're eating. So that would include things like long chain uh, saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, and median chain tri triglycerides to form the majority of your healthy fat intake. So to summarize, the revised healthy eating pyramid still suggests a fairly high carbohydrate and low fat approach, which really ignores that not all foods are created equal. There's a vast difference in how different macronutrients will affect your body in different combinations and how this will affect in turn your hormones, your metabolism, your ability to lose weight and your general health. As the rising epidemic of metabolic disease and dysfunction rises in Australia, we need a greater emphasis on eating to nourish our body rather than counting calories, as well as a need for identifying the source of the food that really needs to be acknowledged in making a difference in our health. So researchers, studies and nutrition professionals like myself are discovering that a more personalized approach is much more effective when it comes to eating um, and what works for one person may not be right for the other. So the thing is our bodies, our metabolisms and our hormones are unique and will respond differently to the food that we eat depending on a variety of factors which in turn influences our ability to manage our weight, have consistent energy and enjoy good health. So by being more informed about the food that you eat, you're more empowered to make the right choices so that you can take back control of your health and avoid things like metabolic diseases. So knowing your own unique metabolic needs is essential in knowing how to optimally eat for your health goals and where your metabolic health is at. If you're still confused about what to eat, or if you need more guidance on figuring out your unique metabolic needs, then check out my upcoming Metabolic Connection Challenge. So it's a proven three-step metabolic connection process where you'll figure out your unique needs so you can unlock losing weight, getting rid of cravings, lowering inflammation, and supercharging your energy. 
So the link is going to be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, Spread the love. And if you're not part of my brand new Empowered Women's Self-Health Revolution, then jump in. The link will be in the show notes and you can get access to your very own metabolic tracker so you can identify the hidden signs of metabolic dysfunction and why you can't lose weight. If you enjoyed listening, thank you. Um, Please don't forget to subscribe at annablock.com.au forward slash subscribe to be part of my inner circle to get uh, weekly uh, updates on the latest podcasts, blogs, articles, recipes, and a lot more that I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Living Podcast with Anna Block. If you like this show and want to know more, check out annablock.com.au or please leave a review on iTunes and share it with your friends.